0: (laughs) all right we're back again uh so we we were just speaking with uh, a a woman from australia who's uh works in the government and is you know familiar with technology and crypto there and now we have jason shu from taiwan who i believe you're a legislator over there you're essentially a a congressman in taiwan
1: correct uh so my name is jason shu i'm a legislator member of congress from taiwan and I'm uh, pushing for the uh, progressive legislation on cryptocurrency.
0: What is the current scene like in Taiwan in terms of uh, the crypto scene and the regulation?
1: Oh, it's booming. Uh, actually, when China banned ICO on September 4th, 2017, uh, Taiwan has been embracing uh, for this nascent technology as well as the new uh, asset class. So we've been quite uh, lenient with the regulation on cryptocurrency, and we apply a light touch regulation approach to cryptocurrency. Uh, in Taiwan, uh, cryptocurrency is classified as commodities, so anyone can register business to run a uh, exchange and trade crypto uh, to crypto the uh, um, a trading without any issue. And most recently, uh, we published a um, re- financial uh, technology regulatory. Fra- uh, uh, fintech sandbox uh, law, which would allow uh, fintech startups to uh, develop their projects without legal liability for three years. Oh, wow.
0: So basically, you could go to Taiwan, you could have a crypto startup. Um, and there's kind of like a window of three years where you don't even have to necessarily worry about that you're properly following the regulations.
1: I mean, our financial regu- regulators will work with you or work along alongside you to th- make sure that uh, the projects that you are doing uh, do not disrupt the uh, f- uh, financial uh, market, and we welcome uh, responsible innovation, which means that the uh, technology introduced to the market has to also help the market uh, innovate and evolve as well, and with the r- social responsibility.
0: Are you seeing it blossom? There is—is is there are there a lot of uh, unique crypto businesses that are kind of unique to Taiwan?
1: Yeah. So uh, in actually. In June this month, uh, we are publishing uh, STO regulatory framework, uh, security token offering. Uh, Taiwan will be the first country in Asia to uh, regulate uh, STO. Um, STO will be exempt from um, uh, security laws um, if your issuance is under uh, one million U.S. dollars. Uh, you can be, uh, you will be exempt, and if you issue above one million dollars, and you will be uh, asked to get into the uh, sandbox. So overall, it's a very uh, friendly and uh, very flexible regulatory um, uh, environment. And also we open uh, retail uh, exposure to all the STO projects around the world.
0: And I'm sorry, SC, that's basically like, you're saying like ICO, like for using crypto to, to uh, raise SCO,
1: funds? STO means uh, security, security token offering, uh, which is basically a regulated ICO. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now uh, we are uh, applying the uh, how we test uh, to um, uh, uh, classify STOs? Uh, we will be uh, begin with three uh, types of STO. One is uh, a debt-based STO, and and also a uh, 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 profit share-based uh, STO. And number three is a company uh, uh, share uh, um, STO. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: About crypto as a currency, so not in the use case of being used for uh, you know ICOs or STOs, um, but you know more like uh, like the Bitcoin and the Moneros of the world mm. that are just trying to be used, you uh, know, as cash or digital gold. Mm. What uh, What do the regulations look like for for those type of projects?
1: Yeah, so we've been looking at different uh, uh, solutions, um, especially our government is trying to innovate and looking at this space quite aggressively as well. So for our economy, we are uh, export-driven economy. So looking at um, utilizing uh, crypto on uh, trade finance and uh, supply chain logistics uh, management, and so things like that, we will be open for. Uh, different uh, solutions and different tools. And as a matter of fact, uh, we will be um, um, releasing a new policy that we will um, implement in a national EID system, uh, which will consolidate our, your healthcare data, your social security data, and all sorts of da- data on uh, blockchain, and I believe uh, something like that will require a more anonymous approach uh, to um, to make sure that all the data is secure and privatized. Privatized.
0: Mm. How about uh, privacy and anonymity being used in a coin itself for purposes of transacting? Mm. So it becomes like cash, digital cash. Uh, what's what do the regulations look like for digital cash now and in the yeah. future? Is it something that uh, kind of fr- are you free to use monero is is, is monero in um, in taiwan something that may be subject to regulation in the future or how do you see that playing out
1: uh, so we don't we don't discuss uh coin to coin uh in uh case but uh, in terms of uh um, um cryptocurrency transaction uh it falls under the uh, anti-money laundry law uh, which in 2000 end of 2018 I legislated the uh, uh, cryptocurrency into AML, so which means that the uh, cryptocurrency was under the uh, scrutiny of uh, AML. So um, I think uh, for anything, as long as they have a a very solid uh, onboarding KYC uh, procedure, I think we are all open for it. Yeah.
0: And what brought you to Denver? Was it was it the Monero conference
1: or? Uh we just uh we came with uh, a group called IVLP International Visitor Leadership Program. Uh, it's a, a three week program organized by state department. Uh, we are a group of 26 uh, countries' representatives, and, and we've spending three weeks in the u s uh, looking at digital economy and uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency mm. yeah. And Denver is a great town. So I heard uh, <laughs> there is a Monero, Monero conference going on here. So I figured I'd come and uh, stop by.
0: So what does Taiwan look like in terms of crypto in the next 5, 10 years?
1: Oh, we are very bullish. Uh, as a matter of fact, we are uh, putting together Asia's largest uh, uh, blockchain event on July 2nd and 3rd called Asia Blockchain Summit. About 4,000 people will come. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be... a diverse uh, group of uh, regulators, entrepreneurs, uh, exchange operators, and to say the least, uh, 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 Dr. Doom uh, uh, Rubini will also be joining this uh, great debate. So uh, I welcome all of you. And uh, I have the vision to build Taiwan as the blockchain tech island. Uh, Taiwan has a lot of uh, engineering talent, and uh, we are now applying blockchain uh, across government sectors.
0: If there's anybody listening, and I'm sure there will be, you know, maybe somebody that that lives in Taiwan that's a Monero advocate or that's looking to start a project, what would you recommend they do in terms of resources in Taiwan uh, to kind of reach out and get their project off the ground?
1: Yeah, feel free to comment. Uh Uh, see me or email me Uh, my email is uh, congress.jason at gmail.com you can reach me on facebook or uh, telegram uh, anything like that so i'm very open to discuss with anyone who might be interested in uh, bringing cool budgets to taiwan
0: very cool i guess one last question how about actual like use are you seeing crypto being used in the real world in taiwan or is there like crypto atms or the people using crypto to purchase things
1: yeah, actually, we already have crypto ATM. Uh, we have crypto ATM on Taiwan's two largest uh, 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 convenience store uh, chains. So there are over four thousand stores available for crypto ATM. Uh, I see crypto being used on a daily life level, and that's when we will reach the tipping point. Uh, right now, the issue is that this, this this tool is still very it's being used by uh, very few people, and it's very small group of people that are uh, uh, advocating or evangelizing it. We need to get it to the mainstream. We need to allow average uh, person from 9-year-old nine to 99 years old to start using it and making it their integral part of the daily life. And we also need to empower uh, those who are disprivileged uh, and underprivileged to be able to have access to the uh, uh, finan- finance and have the uh, dignity to use their their, their um, um, uh, finance. So I think crypto is really uh, the, the alternative to be able to break the existing uh, mode that is sort of um, uh, uh, plaguing the system for a very long, long time.
0: About Facebook Coin. So, I guess one one last question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Libra is. It, how do you see that playing out? Yeah,
1: I, I look at that in uh, various aspects. I was a tech entrepreneur before becoming a, a legislator. So, I like the the fact that Facebook is now breaking the barriers of and really kind of breaking down the existing uh, structure of the the banking and the control that it has been uh, owning for a long, long time. Uh, but I also think that this also calls for a jurisdictional um, um, revamp um, at the age of crypto. Uh, if you look at the nature of the crypto, it's actually borderless. So we can't look at it by the uh, geography or border or... Uh, political uh, jurisdiction. And when you look at it with the uh, uh, jurisdiction uh, harmonization and making sure that uh, legislators and uh, uh, regulators uh, work together. And that's why I formed the Global Legislative Policy Council. It's a council that uh, brings together legislators from 15 countries to discuss the future governance of the cryptocurrency. And I'm headed to the G20 uh, next week, uh, where we will have a parallel track. Of um, uh, cryptocurrency, so all of this are uh, ongoing. I'm very excited to uh, report the update.
0: Very exciting!
1: Thank yeah. you. Thanks for Thank doing you the very interview. Much. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, okay. So, will this be uh, uh, released? Um